Hi, and welcome to the Turbo Machinery Controls podcast, where we'll be informally discussing turbo machinery controls and turbine safety related questions and topics. Opinions expressed here are our own and not necessarily those of Trisen. I'm Tom, and I'm with Bill Barkovitz, president here at Trisen. Hey, Tom. And Jim Jacoby, senior vice president of technology at Trisen. Hey, Tom. So, in this last segment of this three part series, I wanted to ask what are the limits of integration? Like, how much of the controls can actually be put together? Is it the DCS? Have we reached the limit or is it something else? Well, that's, uh, you know, the DCSs would tend to be the the natural end uh, of that integration, but we don't know for sure that DCSs are going to be there in another 10 or 15 years either. Once upon a time, plants didn't have a, a DCS, and somebody could come up with a new idea that's, that actually goes back to some kind of a, a distributed arrangement where... Yeah, right. Like, I re- remember talking to someone about actually putting the controllers on valve, right, which is SCADA-esque, I guess. I'm not sure. You know, SCADA always confuses me, but it sounded SCADA-esque to me, where now we're back to a disintegrated control where all the processing happens locally. And then it's just sort of being amalgamated or something, however you want to say it. It's just put together somewhere else. So it would seem that that type of system, if the DCS manufacturer opened up his control network to to other people, that the I.O., is or that local control could be done either by a DCS IO module or by a, a turbo machinery control module and the the movement towards uh putting the controls into the DCS makes a little bit of sense when you're talking about, say, a compressor control because it's so the compressor is so heavily integrated into the process itself and the I.O. isn't that special. Turbines, it's a little more difficult, but, you know, ultimately it's really nothing about the hardware. What really it gets down to is the, the expertise of the engineers that are doing that control in whatever platform it is. And DCS companies have a hard time being specialists in everything. So that that's going to be the real challenge for that type of integration all the way up into the DCS is how does a DCS manufacturer provide the ability to do a competent job of controlling a compressor or a turbine? Yeah, I guess up to this point, they buy it, right? They buy that competency, really. You know, guys like Emerson and the big yeah, guys. Yeah, they partner with somebody. Yeah, right. right. But, or they just, they just buy them outright. But then at some point, there's still some specialty required for some of the I.O., right? And at, at what point does it not make sense for them to try to, to maintain that product line? It's a very low volume. For them. Yeah. Sure, sure. You're talking about yeah. a couple I.O. For right. Them. I mean, it's even hard for a large PLC company to justify that kind of hardware development. Right. And, and main, it's not just development. You know, it's because their platforms get upgraded. So that that's why it may make sense in the future for for the DCS companies to take that partnership a little deeper into the the turbo machinery company and have some communication link that brings that up into the DCS 
I think one of the reasons why we're kind of where we are today in terms of uh, the sweet spot of integrating uh, all the term machining control into a PLC, and it doesn't happen as much in the DCS, is also a commercial issue. One of the drawbacks with DCS systems is when you add, you know, users or you add a node, there's quite a big overhead. And so just from a pure commercial standpoint, the initial investment, it can be quite significant compared to a typical PLC. And so maybe as those costs come down, it'll make more sense going forward. I was going to say that, you know, one of the things that you get speed of response with a PLC, which is, it's not so much the control side of it, it's the troubleshooting side of it. Uh, troubleshooting later on, there's some real benefits from not going too far with the integration. Now, I don't know if they're outweighed, you know, day-to-day operations by other stuff or not. Uh, that, that's a that's an excellent point. The, the data acquisition is um, a key when you're trying to troubleshoot. And a one-second update from a, a DCS um, is just not going to tell you anything in, in the, the life of a, a steam turbine or even a compressor. A lot can go wrong in one second. And being able to get that in 50 or 100 millisecond increments gives you a lot better resolution to define what the problem was or find what went wrong. Okay, well, there it is then. And that's it for this episode. Drop us an email at turbomachinecontrols at trison.com. Let us know what you've got on your mind. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.